1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. But a bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Monday, Monday, Monday edition of the Live at Five show. Yours truly here on a muggy, muggy Monday afternoon. Sun's out now as I look outside. I saw the uh, radar of approaching storms coming over the the lake as we speak. So who knows by the end of this show, I might be on a rooftop or something talking to some wicked witch. One of them days. Boy, it was muggy. My car said earlier, it said 96 degrees. I drove out of the parking lot, went, went, went down to 91. You thought that was going to be a Henny Youngman joke. Think again. I got my car. It said 96 degrees. Then my wife jumped into it, and it froze, and I froze to death. <clears throat> uh, so, no, sorry. Just a joke. Just a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, welcome to the show. Let me turn this off. I don't know. The phone line was on. Was that phone? The, see, the problem is, and Jeff... I, I make the same mistake. We have a buzzing issue on AM twelve forty. What? Listen, when we put up the pot for the for the phone line, this, listen to this buzz. Hear that? I I can see it's actually registering just a little bit, and then I just turn it off, and you don't hear it. One of those subconscious things. So I I heard the hotline show today, and of course Jeff. Once Jeff finds out that you have like you know uh, an extra car, or you know you went on a cruise. Or, you know, someone gave you a watch with a little gold in it. It's like, oh, wow. La-di-da. Glenn Curry has a place out in Point. I, you know, he, first of all, I told him that years ago. But today, uh, I had to tell him that. If, um, his name is Tom. Was nice enough to, Tom Berkman, was nice enough to buy us uh, dinner last night at the new Shangri-La. Well, by the way, I'm trying to get on the air. Uh, Shangri-La located on Point Peninsula in the village of Point Peninsula. And yes, there is a village of Point Peninsula, and it's a beautiful place. It sat dormant now for at least seven years. And uh, this guy by the name of, what's his name? Whatever. He's an Irish. uh, Jim Sheehan is his name. He's from Potsdam. He's got a contracting company. He's doing wonders up there. And that's the short of it. So the restaurant is part of this purchase. It's a campground. It's got a bar in there, a restaurant. New, uh. Pizza oven. We had pizza last night, a couple of beers, <clears throat> and uh, sure enough, uh, Mr. Berkman p- paid for it. Very nice man sitting at the end of the bar. I get a note from uh, from one of the waitresses, and she was like putting it in front of me, like kind of early, like, wow, you really want me out of here? As it turned out, she wanted me to get, you know, the message. Like, someone just slipped you a new meal, so be appreciative. Whatever. 
So thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. I thought his name was Dave. It happened so quickly. So I come in today to talk to Je- uh, Jeff Graham. It was like it was like the blind leading the blind. I said, yeah, do you have a friend named Dave? He goes, Dave who? I don't, I, don't, I don't know his name. In fact, I don't even know if his first name is Dave, but I got this note saying that he paid for my meal. And I read it so quickly, I, I forgot the guy's name. As it turned out, it was Tom Berkman. And geez, I hope I'm getting that right. But in the process, of course, Jeff had to tell everyone today that Glenn is a la da uh, and by the way, for the record, I am not. <clears throat> so, yeah, we have a nice little place up there in Point Peninsula. Point Peninsula is a place where once you mention where you have a place, they go, oh, out there. <laughs> well, so, yeah, out there where there's no people. When you go out there, you could see, you could see the, the aliens from other planets visit you out there. It's amazing. You are literally out. Well, not literally because it's a peninsula. They call it that. But you're out on an island and there is no lights out there. None. So you don't even get that Watertown glow from Fort Drum, whichever. <clears throat> and you could see everything out there. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. So we're very fortunate we have that. <clears throat> and, um, and now that the restaurant is open, it's even a better place, that's for sure. Because literally, when you get past Three Mile Bay, where there is nothing to begin with, when you get past Chameau, there ain't no turning back. You know, if you forget to get gas, if you get to get a, like a bottle of vodka or whatever, the, the orange juice eggs, forget it. You're not going to get anything. So this place, this guy, the Jim Sheehan, just bought, uh, just, uh, he, not only did he buy the bar, the hotel, but he, he renovated the place across the street, which was literally falling into the lake. And he turned that into two huge bear, uh, Airbnbs. Air, I, I, one of these days, I'm going to sit down with a professional, and I might have that opportunity this Thursday. We're going to talk to a, guy, a gentleman by the name of, of Alex Morgia, young man. He's also the mayor of Sackets Harbor. Embroiled right now in a little dispute over petitions, a little different than what we've seen before. But Alex happens to be the incumbent mayor of the village of Sackets Harbor. And uh, he had a hearing today. They're not going to have the results for it, I believe, until next week. We'll have to wait till next Wednesday because, as everyone knows, and if you don't know now, I'll tell you, uh, next week is 4th of July. So, and by the way, as a programming note, we're not going to be here Monday or Tuesday. We have those days off. But Alex can uh, talk about his issues and uh, what, you know, what, what he's done as mayor in Sackets Harbor. I think it's a two-year term there, if I'm not mistaken. And what his future entails now that, you know, hopefully he'll get over this obstacle. But ultimately, he will still be on the ticket, so to speak. He'll be kind of like what, uh, well, what Aaron Clemens is, a write-in candidate. Now, that's an uphill battle. I don't think Aaron's going to go on to the next four, if you will, the next stage. But Aaron and I had a, a you know a, a decent conversation on Friday. I, I I might have you know gone off the rails here and there, but you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a tall tall order for Aaron to move on to the next step because he got into this late, and as everyone knows, he he never got any petitions out there. But anyway, Alex can not only explain about his candidacy and what he's done as mayor over there in the beautiful village of Sackets Harbor, but he can also enlighten me on uh, on Airbnbs, because I think he and others that I met with the other day have them. Airbnbs are the fastest growing things in the North Country. They're everywhere now. And yes, they are out on Point Peninsula. I was unfamiliar with them up until a couple of years ago. I would hear the term, and I would always think it was something that they only did in Midtown Manhattan. Years ago, I heard, you know, the economy was falling apart, and people were renting their houses out online, and then it just turned into one big company, kind of like what uh, Uber is to anyone that could just jump into, in, into the Toyota and, uh, and be a livery guy, <clears throat> you know, a, a cab driver. But it, I think it's going to reshape the North Country, particularly, obviously, in the, in the uh, river areas and lake areas. And we're seeing it already. So to hear someone's insight on it, how you could invest, 
how you can do things like, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. It would be nice if we can get a lot of Airbnbs on uh, Academy Street, but that's not going to happen. By the way, do yourself a favor. And yes, Cliff only was correct today. Cliff uh, called in on the hotline show today. and To me, it seemed like Jeff was trying to get rid of him for a while there. Jeff Jeff has an uncanny way of you know trying to like move people on. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh anything else? Right. All right. So I uh, I got a couple of things to do here. Are you looking for a car? Uh by the way, $49,000 is the average cost. Yikes. Glenn wrote that, but I'll say yikes. <clears throat> so he was talking to Cliff today and um Cliff's made some some good observations, but uh he kind of be, he was you know like I said Jeff kind of like sped him along there. But uh, I, And I don't know where I was going with that, but Jeff uh, was talking to Cliff. I was talking to Aaron Clemens on Friday, and here we are today with me. Absolutely nobody in the studio. Tomorrow, I have a young lady by the name of Caitlin. I don't know her last name. She's going to come in from Pivot, uh, and she's going to talk about uh, Pivot's organization and how they're helping people uh, with substance abuse, and we'll discuss homelessness and things of that nature. That's tomorrow's show. And then, like I said, Alex Morgia will be Thursday. And, of course, we have the weekly call from Joe Stanley. For whichever reason, Joe didn't call in uh, this past Wednesday, and I still don't know why. Hopefully it was nothing I did wrong, but he probably just forgot. But normally he sends me a note the next day. That didn't happen. He might be out of town. So over the weekend on Saturday, I'm looking at, uh, I don't know, I might have been watching Newswatch. uh, Excuse me. Newsmax. And I'm trying to get accustomed to Newsmax. It's very difficult to do. But nonetheless, I'm watching it, and I see this Wagner guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, it's not Robert Wagner, but it's Wagner, and it's this army of mercenaries run by this Belinchich, whatever his name is, the bald dude, who's, I think, a couple of years older than me. Boy, he's been around the block a couple of times. He, he just looks like a, a miserable old bastard. But he had a good old-fashioned military coup on Saturday, uh, that started uh, at least Eastern time in American uh, uh, time frame at around 7.30 in the morning. And I kept on watching it. I said, oh, and he's getting closer to Moscow. And by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he said, nope, he's in Belarus. And uh, and then today I hear that uh, uh, Putin is, is planning on killing him. And someone today in one of the pundits shows, I think it was Brian Kilby's show, said, uh, geez, I hope he doesn't sit next to an open window or something. I said, oh, my God, what's this, Bugsy Malone or something? So all of that happened over the course of like seven, eight hours. Now, granted, they're like like a half a day ahead of us. So this was going on the night before into Sunday morning, and we're learning about it on Saturday. And I was for one, I for one, I was like optimistic about this might be the end of the Ukraine war. Finally, remember what uh, General uh, Austin said or Milley? Oh, uh, Kiev will be taken over in three days, seventy-two hours tops. Yeah, uh, my 16, 17 months later, it's still raging on. So I thought, well, geez, now all the, obviously the weak link is here. He's, there's a rebellion, uh, and it's uh, this this new guy. And then sure enough, by not even by 3 o'clock Eastern time, it had already ended. He got in within 130 miles of Moscow, and then it just, that was it. But it clearly shows that more than likely Putin's, uh, I guess, I, you know, um, rain is coming to an end, which I hope happens. And I really hope that somehow or other he is put away forever, if not worse. Read between the lines there. You're on the uh, Live at Five show. Hey, Glenn. Hey, you ever heard of the bullet theory? Yes, I have. It's Jason Trainer. Yes, explain the bullet theory, uh, Jason. Well, the candidate 
explaining to me at the forum. Right. Basically, if Lisa gets selected, there will be three seats open. Okay. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So her first seat's not open, just the other two. So if she gets elected, it will be three, so there will be a majority. So if they try to ran through these outdoor records, they'll be put to stop. Oh, but okay. I also, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, the reason I called up also, Glenn, I want to thank that caller that called you up and gave me a chance. He voted for one other gentleman who voted for me. Right. So I, I just want to reach out to that guy say thank you. You can trust me, my policies, my plans, and what I will put forward. Um, right. I, let's get That's great. I know. Transparency, all that stuff, you're going to change the world. But let's get back to what you were saying earlier. You're saying, and this is an interesting, and by the way, who told you this? Another candidate? Yeah. Can you tell us who? Um, it's the, uh, lady that, um... Okay, it's Ma- Mary Ellen... Yeah. Yeah. The only female candidate. Okay, so it's Mary Ellen Blevins. Yeah. Well, interesting. You didn't... Well, I shouldn't have asked, but nonetheless, I pry a lot. All right, but that's an interesting point. I never thought of this. So you're saying, based on what you heard, that if, if, uh, uh Lisa LaHoye Ruggiero actually wins, that opens up her seat. Is that what you're saying, uh, Jason? That's the way she explained it to me. Hmm. Wow, I can't believe we never stumbled over this before. And then what? Because, because the reality of it, Glenn, is she's not up. We got two that the seats will be up, so if she gets to be the next mayor, then it'll be three. Right. So uh, we can actually try to get some things done and, and, and just do some things that matter. But, but in reality, that would mean that, wow. So on, a, on the general election day, because four are moving on tomorrow, Jason, you know that. Four, as of yeah. tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, unless there's some tie that has to be worked out by, by uh, Jude, uh, Jude and whatnot uh, and, and Michelle, that's one thing. But say in the general election, Lisa actually wins her bid as mayor. That means of the four, three of them are going, you know, are going to be city council people. Am I saying that correctly? That's, that's the way I, I understand it. That's what the hmm. individual told me or explained to me. So wow. I'm still wrapping my head around it. So that's almost in a way like, you know, the guys, you know, and they'll find out tomorrow that if you're like, say, in third or fourth place, and let's just say for the sake of argument that, that Jason Trainer gets into third place, you want to maintain this. Geez, I hope Lisa wins in the general election. That means I'll have a good chance of being a four, four-year, uh, actually, you know what? That would mean that you would get two, you know, someone would have to be the two-year. So more than likely, the one with the least amount of votes would finish Lisa's four-year term. So, but nonetheless, three would be elected as city council people on general election day. That is, of course, if Lisa wins the mayoral ship, the the mayor's race against uh, Sarah Compton. So, you know, anything could happen, Glenn. We got so many people and changes. And people know my name now. So oh, yeah. yeah. They understand who I am. They understand what I stand for. And I will fight like hell to uh, to change things and to bring back uh, common sense to the city. There you go. Well, I tell you, I got to limit things because tomorrow's a big day, Jason, and you've been on the air and whatnot. We love you to death and so forth. But thanks for bringing hey, that hey, up. Hey, give me hope. Give me hope and give me a thumbs up. I, I give me hope. Support. Let me uh, cope. I'll, give I'll, me I'll, all peace on earth. Sorry. 
All right, Jason, fantastic. All right, we'll talk to you if uh, if not tomorrow. We won't talk to you tomorrow, but we'll probably talk to you sometime after tomorrow if that works. Okay. Yeah, All right, thanks. All right, there you go. Wow, Joe Namath on the air today with us, otherwise known as Jason Trainer, uh, is expecting a win. Hi, you're on the air. That's a big old no. That's not the way it works. Well, I mean, so it, like, oh, like, like yeah. the, the, when when she if she was to win in in November, yeah. she doesn't vacate her seat till January. So once she vacates her seat in January, then the new council would uh, vote. You know, in, 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 ah, you know, to uh, um, elect the who would fill out the her her best for time two years. Huh. So it's okay. not, nothing to do with who's running now. It's who the council wants. And you know this for sure. You know this session. for sure. What's that? A- SG, you know this for sure. This is what happens when you talk oh, over each other. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. That's exactly what happened. Jeez. Read, I- the, read the city charter. I'm not reading no city charter. (laughs) Someone approached Jason, and apparently it was Mary Ellen. I'm going to say it probably wasn't, but someone else did. And it's like, wow, that's an interesting scenario. So SG, once again, reigns on our parade and says, nope, nope, the charter doesn't say that at all. Not at all. Forget it. This is true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Did you hear my... my, uh uh, call it at noon. No, I I, I did in the background. Okay. I, yeah, I was work. Yeah, well, what I, want, was? I want to kind of say it again because you know you got all these people against the incumbents, and you got to have a voice for the incumbents. And I I like that they're moving Watertown in a positive way. And and I told uh, you know Graham's always talking about the broken window theory. If you don't fix a window, things get worse. If you do something major, things get better. Mm-hmm. And you know if those rentals go up in that area because of the pool. Then, then people will want their houses looking better, and you know, more people want to buy over there and stuff like that. So you know. Wait, and explain that. I'm sorry, cure my ignorance. How would a pool, in, in, an investment in a pool, actually give? You know, I guess you could say, you know, increase the value of an apartment or houses around it. Is that what you're saying? Because if you have kids. And, and you have a pool a block away or two blocks away or three, in the summer, that's worth so much to you as a parent that you'll pay a little extra to move into the city. Now, now if, if places are, are sitting empty and they can't rent them, then, you know, who's going to fix them up? But once they start renting out more, that, 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 that's the idea of trying to have a positive attitude towards life. Yeah, you know, trying to build, you know, that builds your tax base up and you don't have the zombie homes because they can sell them, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're always going to have a zombie home problem to some extent because of Fort Drum. You know, it's like the transitory population, and if they can't move the houses once they leave, then it's a problem. Well, I mean, I so, used the example earlier of Shangri-La up at Point Peninsula, and this guy just spent a million dollars to buy this property. It also includes campgrounds. He's going to build his own quarry there for his own purpose. He built. He's, he's putting awesome. huge investments in the docks. He, he's making Airbnbs. He, he totally revamped the motel there. So he is an example of like, wow, look at the investment here. New blood's going to be coming in, ultimately from Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York. All the snobs that essentially took over Lake Bonaparte in the last 20 years. Now they're going to be coming over to Point Peninsula. Property values are going to be going up because of this investment. In your case, you're saying that a $3.8 million pool on the north side actually increases the value of homes near or adjacent to it. That's what you're saying. Oh, sure. Sure I don't. Will, I, don't. Yeah. I see. I see a yeah, slight improvement, will. but I can't see a family I mean, going. I mean, how, you know, you, you have to see how, how what degree it does. But they're also talking. You know, you keep pouring money down an old pool, and you, and you don't have one that's ADA compliant. Now, now we're going to have two ADA compliant. If you have to 
close one, you close the fairgrounds because they're screaming for land at the fairground. There's not enough land for everything they want to do over there. So if one has to be shut, you've got two ADA-compliant pools now, and, and you're not putting money down an old system that's yeah, but, never going to... But, but SG, you know... You know how much you throw down that. You know the argument. Here's the argument. Here's the argument. First of all, today is a perfect example of a day where I would love to jump in a pool, especially as a kid. There's no doubt about it. But you know, you know the old joke. What you know, Northern New York is two weeks of bad ice skating. It's a short, small window. Is it worth almost four million dollars and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars each in maintenance to have something that's essentially open between now and Labor Day? I, I think we'll, we'll see that when we see it. But I, I think well, it we're is. seeing it already. I, I, I mean, we have one at the park, and the numbers have come in. And some people are not impressed with the numbers, and uh, we, you know, other people argue that that money could be better spent to things such as infrastructure or you know, beat up houses on the north side. But, and, and again, we we, we we can have this argument forever. It's not going to get us anywhere, though. Yeah, the infrastructure thing. You know, look at all the work being done around the city. Um, and you're screaming about working on infrastructure that they're doing the work. That's sidewalks. We need everywhere. we need a whole new water and sewer you said system. It on Friday. You said on Friday, everywhere is, is construction. Right. And I just came I just came across the country from California here. Everywhere is construction. I think the right. words you're looking for are COVID thanks, money. Thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah. No. Thanks, China. Yeah. That's what it is. It's, thank you, China. Why do you, how do you think no, we got twenty three million dollars handed to us? The, what's that? How do you think we got the $23 million handed to us? That was what we got. Every municipality got some piece of that big, big-ass turkey that uh, you know that we got as a result of COVID. That goes yeah. so far. I mean, but okay, so then, you know, but the, the whole idea, though, SG, is that if you have any money in the till, you want to spend it wisely. You don't want to start, you know, looking at, we got through the golf course. A couple of years ago, we built a $4 million pool, which I thought was a good deal. And now we're just spreading ourselves thin, and we're not even talking about the national grid deadline in 2030. That's right around the corner. Well, I, well, they are talking about it, but the mayor is the one that puts the committee together on that. You know, yell at Jeff Smith, say, why aren't you doing more? Wow. I mean, that should be a major priority, I believe, but well, nothing's course. happening because he's the, you know, you have to have the right mayor to get things put up uh, into committees and stuff, you know. To, to, All right, so to summarize, the, 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 the discussion I had with Jason Trainer earlier cannot happen. Uh, if Lisa does, in fact, win the mayoral spot, uh, they're going to wait till January, and that particular uh, uh, council will vote on, you know, just like they did with Spaziani when... Uh, exactly. Yeah, okay, gotcha. All yeah. right. <laughs> We've All seen right. it happen a couple times recently. So I mean, Jesse Rocha. Hickey's yeah. the same way. Patrick Hickey's the same way. You know, that's how oh, he got in there. That's right. It, yeah, I, that's I gotta go. I, I'm gonna do like what yeah, Je- Jeff said. Oh, I gotta go. I got other things to do. All right, thanks. <laughs> awesome. he, he, he does it. He does it with SG. And ultimately, I should have had kept SG on the air. There. Ultimately, when he has SG, I said, "I thought you were gonna leave." <laughs> and he's been short with Lefty too. I noticed lately. Higher in the air. Hey, Glenn. Yeah, that's. We talked about that before. Oh, we did. All right, uh, sorry. Yeah, eight months ago, I posed that question. What happens in that scenario? Yeah, you, know, you did. You did. He keeps on putting a spin. Right. Uh, he, he's kind of like a politician trying to do a repair job for Hickey and, and only only was supposed to have a plan for the hydro. Where is it? Never came to be, for one. Right. And then um, then you're talking about, he, he says, oh, Hickey and Spazzy and oh, they'd be great. Yeah, what? Transparency? Where, where's that? Right. Let's not forget, you know, behind closed doors, non-disclosure uh, scenarios, K 
keeping it from the public, secret, secret, secret. And that's only what we know. Right. We don't even know half of what the heck happened in this thing. That's why he thinks they've done a good job, what, spending money, mm-hmm. underhandedness. Uh, well, I call it underhandedness because it's not transparent. Right. Why, could, why, why is it they just couldn't be up front and, and, and shut the public up mm. and keep it hidden? Let's not forget, voters, <laughs> that this is the city council that does things behind closed doors and don't care about your voice. That's that's the issue here that's on the line. No privilege. That's right. Right. Uh, I mean, that's the way I see it, Clint. No, I agree. I mean, these I agree. People, you know, these people are not transparent. That's, no, I... the, that's the thing. Then he turns around, SG does. He blames the mayor for this and the mayor for that and the mayor, the mayor, because they got to blame somebody mm-hmm. but themselves. Right. Patrick Hickey, he sits there with 40-some documents, all how precise he is, right. but he doesn't look down down the damn cellar or does an appraisal or any other thing right. or, or stand up and oppose what's happening here mm-hmm. and stop what was happening. He most certainly could have done that at least 10 times in that whole process, but he didn't have the, the guts to do it. Tim, did he you just went along with it, knowing that this was not right? It could have been done, maybe with the blessing of the citizens, right. if they would have hired a negotiator. Because it's it's clear they don't know how to negotiate. Well, it wouldn't have happened if that was the case. By the way, I mean, I, don't you see that? Yeah, of course they do. But let me ask you, Tim. Who did have you voted yet? Uh, no, I'm going to vote tomorrow. So Tim's like me, waits to the traditional day of yeah, actual vote. Yeah, because I, I'm going to go over and buy the cookies and uh, cream, uh, cheesecake and right. stuff like that that the, the old ladies make it. So right, I, right. I, I don't want to miss out on that. That's, so, that's one of the reasons I do, but I'll tell you who I'm going to vote Okay, for. here it is. I, all right, I didn't even have to ask you. Who are you voting for tomorrow, Tim the Enchanter? Well, uh, uh, well, number one, Ben Schoen. Ben Schoen. Okay. Yep. And I, I like... Um, Mary Ellen Blevins is toss up between her and the um, the uh, military guy. That military guy's come on strong. Uh, Ratchford, like yes, yeah, he was here far, uh, uh, Thursday. What, yeah. uh, what's his name now? I, uh, 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 I do Mike, my phone Mike, Rat, Mike Ratchford. Yeah, with a right. W. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean those are those. That's where I'm leaning because I think if there was one think, person who's been thinking there this needs out. to be checks and balances in everything in life. So here's here's yeah. what here's what's amazing about Tim. Tim actually, he, he he's fighting this. He's he wants an answer. That's why he wanted more information and data about Mary Ellen Blevins. Apparently, you got it because you're leaning her way. But now you're thinking about the uh, the military guy Ratchford. Well, you listen to the debate. That's why I wait and listen to it, study it, and see. In your um, kitchen, some things are are just overboard. It, you know. They're not just so black and white, and so right. I do think that there need to be a blockage, and uh, does need to be a fresh start in some things. But mm. I think I see Sarah can be pliable and work with other people. Right. I don't see Lisa as that because has one of the gang of three ever voted against each other? Uh, apparently, they have. I, I think Lisa has said that. I know uh, Pat said the same thing. Something very yeah, benign, yeah. nothing like at the level of the park or well, maybe you know, the, behind closed doors because it was never public. Yeah, maybe that it was, was over what to buy that day for a late lunch. Yeah, you know, yeah, to make a unit. But this SG keeps keeps calling in. Wow, well, he corrected me. He corrected me. So you know, he's right on that. Well, yeah, I, well, he read yeah, the charter. We, we knew that. I, I don't know 
I don't know what Mary Ellen's talking no, about. No, I mean, I don't. We can't Jason. say it was Mary Ellen. Well, I, it might have been, but we can't say that. But that, that's that's. Well, d- well, Jason said it. Ah, I mean, yeah. He, whoa. I put that question way back. Right. I mean, if Lisa won. Right, what, and I couldn't understand happen? it then. Somehow or other, I grabbed it this time, and I was wrong again. Well, I posed it to, I posed it to Jeff. Right. Jeff oh. says, no, they, the majority would would vote on it, and they would. You know, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, right. Put somebody right. in there, right? Gotcha. So, all right, all right. Thanks, Tim. Know, I got to go only because I, right, I I'm you, with brother. you. That's have, uh, have that. A great day. Uh, thank you. That's Tim. He's very concerned. Hi, you're in the air. Real quick, I got to do a break. Okay. Sorry. Hey, Glenn Curry. I'm going to be very quick. Yeah. I I have agreed with SG a couple days in a row now. Is wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he was also correct. That I don't know where you got that information where things like that, if you're just trusting Jason's word on it. But yeah, why not? Have you ever heard of an election like that before? Uh, never, but I, I, I fall for anything. Hey, you know what? Someone said, uh, if, if, if you're gullible, turn this around on, on Facebook, and I almost did it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you had to be there. You know, it, it, it's just one of those things where that, that's how, uh, like, Spaziani got in. Right. No, I know. I know. They did the vote. And, they, yeah, you know, they, and what you're going to do is the majority is going to pick who they think would be a good replacement to fill in. Right. And they're going to put that person in there. And if that person does well and wants to stay, they're, they're apt to run when the, the term is up. But, right. You know, right. One of those things. Hmm. I can't vote, but, but my opinion is I don't think Lisa's going to win. But hmm. I like Lisa. I just don't think she's going to win. That's the general election. A, yeah. Standing point anyway. Right, right. It's and months from now. Out of the candidates that are running, the person you don't hear about, much about that I really think is a smart guy. And I've just talked to him before and I worked with him a little bit when he worked up at JCC. He was the, uh, like a student activities director up there for a while. It's Doug Osborne. Smart oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, he is a smart guy. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and he seems like honest and on board. And the guy that you had here that was um, an ex-military that had stayed up here for a while, it's, uh, he had been complicated on uh, you know, being too smart, smart for the job is what Danny Francis said. He seems like a real smart guy too. Yeah. But I, I don't think we've got, you know, there's there's only a few people that are likely to win in there, but it's going to be interesting. Who, who do you think now? Can you actually say that? Or I can't like- say anything. I, I just know that it's a strong field. Uh, there's some new faces, obviously more new faces than we've ever seen before, albeit people are familiar with Babcock because he ran in 2021 uh, for as, as a legislator, did well there. Name recognition helps. Aaron Clemens to some degree, but he's not on the list. He's not going to make it. Uh, Jason's been th- through this before, but he's definitely putting up a valiant effort. Uh, Osborne's is, is somewhat new, uh, and then and then you have Dr. Kimball looking for the uh, the one armed man. So I, I really don't know. I, I, I and it's not my, it's not my position to say that. But I will ask you one question before I got to uh, 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 quickly let you go. Did you sure. or did you not listen to the forty four minute plus uh, uh, podcast? With uh, Jeff Graham and uh, P.J. Sameo. No, I did not. Did not listen to it. All right. I probably did... will. I know it's there. Yeah. Did you? And then I'll let you. Two things, and I'll let you go quickly. Did you listen to the podcast with Joe Rogan with Robert Kennedy? No, I didn't. I saw parts of it, but no, I, I did not. I did yeah, not. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll, he's, he's the best candidate. For he's not going to win. There's no way in the world. Uh, Vladimir Putin has a better chance of being a president than an RFK. You, you said you're going to have on the mayor of Sackett. Yeah, that's right. Right, Alex. It's a weird Morgan. ordeal he's going through. Yep. I've met him a couple times yep. when I did the jazz fest in Sackets last year. Yeah, he, uh, you know, there was the need for Wi-Fi, and he brought out. He's got Starlink, hmm. which is uh, Elon Musk's Elon own Musk. yeah. uh, internet that where you get have a small little satellite that everybody has. Right, 
and the thing works phenomenal. Does he's it? a smart guy, yeah, a real is. nice guy. Yeah. I'm be interested in having you on your show. Yeah, no, I can't wait. And he's got a lot of things to share with us on Thursday. He's a good okay, guy. Well, this quick three-minute call, I'm going to let you go. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Uh, that's, uh, that's lefty. i got to do a break. We'll do this right now. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn than Greg? Paid for by Jason Trainer for City Council. Uh, welcome back. And let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air, whoever this is. Um, I listened to the Jeff Graham show today, and he had a 16-year-old kid call in who went to Faith Fellowship. Yeah. And Jeff asked him there about the um, LGBTQ agenda, and he said it's not really there. Um, but I was just bringing up the point that even though it's a parochial school, doesn't the state still hand down guidelines that the students still much they still must teach that in a school? Is well, that how that works? well, well. First of all, if if the state did have authorization, you know, obviously it wouldn't be any different than what we're seeing in public schools. So, you know, I think that answers your question. Uh, inclusivity is the answer to municipalities, particularly blue state governments, and so they're now, not they're not going to change that if that's for the case. For example, a student in a parochial school identified as whatever, and the school didn't call them by a certain name, does the school, the parochial school, get in trouble? I don't, you know, at this point, any, anything can happen. Nothing surprises me. Um, he, here's a scenario. I would love to, you know, we, the, what is it, the, 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 the woke society, I would love to create some type of cartoon called, you know, Wokeville. And here's, here's what's happening in Wokeville, because it's happening everywhere, where, you know, an 8-year-old, like a 13-year-old child says, hey, I want to change. I don't want to be a male anymore, Dad. Okay, fine. Let's do it. And they said, by the way, Dad, I want to get a tattoo. And he says, a tattoo? What type of tattoo do you want? So I want to get a tattoo of the American flag. You want to get an American flag on your body? Forget that. That's not going to happen. You mean you can let me change my orientate, my gender at 13 years old, but I can't have an American flag on my buttocks? No! That's uh, that, and by the way, that scenario that I just listed as a as a parody of what's going on right now would literally happen, Donnie. That would literally yeah, right. happen. That narrative is out there. Uh, the grooming has happened with television, music, movies, and now schools and different organizations that are doing it. So I mean, it's been a campaign decades in the making. So Donnie, let me ask you because Donnie's on fire. He's building houses. He's got his own. Basically, he doesn't need to call in the show anymore. Everyone knows Donnie, all this stuff. Um, did you see any of the video of, of the pride parades that were going on in various major cities across the country this past weekend? So I did hear about the one in New York City where they were chanting, we are here, we are queer, and we are here for your children. Right. So that was, is that the one you're talking about? Well, there's others, yes. That was kind of, that was kind of alarming, yes, yes. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, they literally said they're they're, they're coming for the children. Right. I mean, so what does that tell? I mean, I'll say what that tells me. That tells me that you know what they are in such control because they have the millennials, they have the independence because no one you know it's it's like white people in a bad neighborhood don't make any eye contact, just look straight ahead and do whatever they tell you to do. So in other words, I think we are so damn complacent that this group felt felt comfortable enough on camera to say this. Then you go out to Seattle and they feel comfortable enough in downtown Seattle driving around in their obese, disgusting bodies naked on bicycles in front of children throughout the city of Seattle. So my point 
point is this, Donnie. They've gotten so comfortable and so empowered with the message that they don't care what they say anymore. Uh, the, the, right, because you got think about it. New York State, they got our governor. Right. Our, they got the president. They right. got President Biden. Right, right. So they, they got the Senate. You know, it's all things go. Right, right. It, it, you know, Vegas is now everywhere in the whole country. Well, hey, don't put Vegas down. They're not responsible for this. But you're basically saying, yeah, decadence is everywhere. And it's really, really sad. And, and they're empowered. They're emboldened to the point where they can chant something after your children. I, I just, I, you know, if you, again, I'll say this, I, I say this ad nauseum. If you told me by the year 2023, this conversation that I'm having with Donnie right now would actually take place, I would laugh in your face. And here it is right now. It's happening. And you know what, Donnie? There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. But you know what they're waiting for, Donnie? You know what they're waiting for? They're waiting for a a very violent reaction so they could put that person's actions on our face and names throughout the entire... Anyone who rebels against this whole movement becomes that person that takes it upon him or herself to take care of, and we don't want that to happen for the record, but this is really pushing the envelope, and mental illness is so rampant in this country right now that you know darn well this is going to happen. Meanwhile, they're saying that there's an uptick in, in uh, batteries and assaults against people of, of the gay community. Donnie, that's not happening. That's not happening anywhere. These are the same right. people that are saying that white supremacy is America's number one problem. Not fentanyl, not, not, not inflation, uh, not the threat of, 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 of this maniac of Putin, or for that matter, China. No, it's ourselves. So if, you know, the more and more they push by saying, by chanting, we're going to take your children, by riding naked in the streets, by saying this, that, and the other thing, and now, now every flag out there has, a di- if you've noticed, the gay community flag now has new have you noticed that, Donnie? The new flag has new... Tri- yeah, they have multiple ones. Yeah, right. Well, now this, is, this seems to be the new flag. Apparently, Betsy Ross has moved on from 13 you know, st- uh, stars to a lot of stripes. And apparently, one of them has to do with the group of people that, are, that have, I guess, uh, uh, some type of sexual uh, um, appetite for youngsters, for uh, attraction towards young young uh, babies. Yeah, for minors. For, yeah. Exactly, for minors. Excuse oh, me. They, I think they call it minor attraction. Minor attraction. So there's a color. It's kind of the color of taupe, for the lack of a better. It's kind of like a light pink. And that is now added to, I mean, before it used to be the gay and lesbian community. Now it's like, and now they add all of these and represent that represent all of those acronyms on this flag. And one of them, yes, you guessed it, one of them pays allegiance to pedophiles. And that, and somehow or other, we're supposed to accept that. I, I, and, wow. And, yeah. I've been telling you guys that for years. And finally, Glenn Curry finally said it. Well, I mean, it's, listen. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, Donnie. The moment you lean towards pu- uh, the pushback people like my, like what you and I are talking about right now, we're the right. we're the guilty, we're the nefarious one. One right, I, now, I, I ain't gonna lie. So when I, you know, I pushed back and I took down the flag there, it hurt me financially. I'm sure it, it did. It, it really, a lot of streams of my income ended up drying up because of people who made phone calls, people said this about me or that, or that, contact, found out how I was making money, and, and they shut it down. And hmm. People shouldn't have the power to do that. Well, they did, and that's going to continue, unfortunately, uh, because there's a woke society that's actually affecting 
uh, the other side, even the people that don't agree with them, will avoid you because you know you're just too provocative. You're you're, too, you're dangerous. That's that's what it comes down to. But here's the thing, Donnie, you are in essence Noah. And, you know Noah said it's going to rain. It's going to be a flood. Ah, everyone laughed at him. No one's laughing at Donnie anymore. Right. So I mean, I, I you know I love that you always referenced me to Noah because I always look up to Noah. Noah, I I love the story. And his relationship that he had with God. So, uh, but but Donnie, but Donnie, but here's where you and I have to, you know, part ways as far as the issue because you have such, I, I, almost a contentious hatred towards this this community. I don't. I just don't like how we went through decades and decades of let's let's protect our children. Let's find missing children by putting their picture in the back of a, of, a, of a milk carton. Let's make sure that children aren't abused like they were by either the church or other, other institutions or family members. And let's make that happen. Then we have the Me Too generation in recent years. Let's, let's take care of the women that have been torn in, in, in Hollywood here, there, casting couches. Let's put Weinstein away. Let's make sure Jeffrey Epstein goes to jail for good. And now we're paying allegiance to pedophiles and a flag, and it's okay. I, I j- that part I don't get, Donnie. I just don't understand. I'll never understand that. But that's what's happening. Donnie, I got to well, go. We just need more people to speak out. But all right, Glenn, I appreciate it. Thank that's, you. That's uh, Noah. Noah Donnie. All right, I got to do a break. Uh, you're listening to the Live at Five show. We'll be back after this. The summer season is here. At F- On Facebook. Welcome back. Okay, so you know we we're talking to Donnie, and I, 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 you know, I'm not a Twitter person, but I'll go over there every now and then just to get upset. But you've got to check this out, and you can also get this, I believe, on YouTube and, for that matter, Facebook. But just write this down. Libs of TikTok, and, and a lot of people I say that too is, oh, I don't want to go on TikTok. I don't want the uh, Chinese government to know what my what's in my bank account. And I said, well, okay, you don't have to do that. Actually, you can go to Twitter or, or other platforms that you do feel safe with. And you could see their content. So needless to say, after this past weekend of, of gay pride par- uh, parades around the country, they have just one post after another. So I don't know who this guy is, but his name is Brian Krasenstein. Cr- uh, you know, typical Irish dude, blue eyes, blonde hair, you know, drinks a lot of beer. Wink, wink, nod, nod. And he defends adult men riding around naked and flashing their, their uh, as he refers to it as D. Uh, 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 you know, asterisk CKS to, to kids. Yikes. So this is what Brian Krastenstein uh, says. He's a young guy. I'm sure, you know, he, was, he made lots of money just turning 13 years old, and he's been entitled ever since. So number one, seeing a man naked on a bike isn't going to have much of an impact on any kid, he says. They have likely seen their father or brother naked before. Okay, number two from Brian, sharing an uncensored video of a naked man on a bike to an audience of possibly 30 million kids on Twitter is arguably worse than riding a bike naked in front of a kid or two in the planned event that the kid's parent took them to. That's certainly untrue. The difference between something on a little media screen on a phone is the dynamics. It's just like anything else. Watch a NASCAR race on TV and watch a NASCAR race in person. It's a completely different ballgame. It's the real deal, you idiot. This is the justification of the left, by the way. Number three, he goes on. There are much worse things the average kid will see or hear online or offline in a typical week. So let's go over what he says. The first thing he says is, well, you've seen your father or brother naked before. Yeah. Does that mean I need to see some fat guy in his his Franks and Beans on a bicycle in downtown Seattle? Just out on a parade? 
And by the way, if you look at these videos, they go out of their way to meet up with the kids, too. It's not like they just, you know, you know, it's, it's not like at a nudist camp, a camp where people are just walking around like they just don't give a crap. They're spinning, they're twerking, they're yelling. As we said earlier, they're coming after your kid. Look, here's the thing. I say this about groups of people, and I won't get into it because it's very, it's wrong to say, but there are some groups of people that they're, they're own, they are their own worst enemy. And I think these acts, by saying we're going after your children, or we're going to go naked, we don't really care, or Pride Week is going to be much more than Christmas because we want it that way, you, they want a response. They're provoking a response. They want to push you to the edge. And one of us is going to be stupid enough to do with something dumb, and they're going to say, you see, see how you are? They're going to put that person's name and face on all of us. That's what they want. There's much worse things to see than the average kid. Than the, the going. I mean, of course there is. You can go online right now and look at, you know, gratuitous por- pornography. That doesn't make it right. This is how they think. And again, our friend SG says it all the time. What does this have any bearing on your life? What do you care what goes on in Seattle? And to some degree, I don't. First of all, I don't have kids. But it's like, is this the country we want? Is this where we're going? Unbelievable. So I wanted to share that with you, but the amount of, we don't have much time left. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. No, I was going to say, well, good Lord, what a bunch of crap. Right. Oh, it's SG. Election. You're in Seattle. What the hell? So I read that you just heard, is that why you called me back? Because of what I just read from Brian Cranston? No, no, I didn't really listen to that crap. Um, the, The NDA thing. See, council has executive session all the time that has things that are private and things that are public. Um, so, like, they had an executive session on the golf course, and Smith or somebody else just went right to the press and leaked the stuff out that just was supposed to be, you know, the, in the negotiation process. You can, you can keep, you don't have to be public to... We're going backwards here. So, But he's, like, criticizing them for signing the NDA, but to get the thing to move forward, they had to make sure that Smith wasn't going to just take everything out to the public again, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the end result. You know, the guy said this is what the deal is. By the way, by the way, the clubhouse still doesn't have electricity. I just found that out prior to the show. No electricity. But ha- but but had had we we're already into July, we would have been back in lawsuits. All right, I gotta go. With, with, All right, I gotta go. It's way too late. All right, SG is out of his mind. All right, I gotta do this. AM twelve forty W E ten Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll talk more about other things tomorrow. Until then, have a good night. Up next, CBS. Is CBS News on the hour presented by Indeed.com? I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Rebels with the Wegner Group who aborted a rebellion this weekend in Russia are now defending their actions. Leader Yevgeny Prigozhin spoke through an interpreter. It was peaceful. We did not aim to overthrow the existing regime nor the legitimate power, and we turned back so that we would not spill the blood of Russian soldiers. President Putin also weighed in. We get his reaction from CBS's Skylar Henry. Russian President Vladimir Putin said the leaders of this weekend's armed rebellion betrayed their country and pushed them towards death in hopes Russians would kill each other. He went on to praise soldiers from the mercenary Wagner group for not entering Moscow. He promised they